It's Wednesday on Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Happy to be back for another day. It's always a weird week when there's a holiday at the start of the week. I always have to check my check my days, check my dates. Especially yesterday was a long, long day. A long good day, though. Both of our uh, <clears throat> two older kids started school. Our younger one started a new phase of preschool. So it was just a big... A big day of changes in uh, in the Rand household. And I should mention, my wife started her PhD program. She's still she's working and doing a PhD program. So there is a lot going on in our household, but all good, all moving forward, all progress. And that's all we can really ask for, right? We don't want to be bored in this lifetime. We want to have times of rest and some times of leisure, but we don't want to be bored. We want to be doing things moving forward. That's kind of how I'm wired, and I think a lot of us are wired too. So Tuesday felt like a day of springing back into action to a certain degree. And uh, Wednesday feels like fall all of a sudden too after being so hot yesterday. Cooled off quite a bit. Walked. I put the dog outside this morning. Um, played with played with him a little bit. <clears throat> we have the five month old pug puppy still. Oh, he's not so much a puppy anymore. He's getting a lot bigger. And uh, felt the crispness of the air, the changing of the seasons. We're getting there. Feels feels like a turning of the page a little bit this week, but uh, not mourning summer so much as looking forward to everything fall has to bring. In a lot of cases, that means sports. That's what we're here to talk about primarily. Go for baseball team joined me out at the state fair a couple days ago. They will be on uh, today's interview segment on the show. Really enjoyed catching up with uh, four of those players, just kind of getting their perspectives on college sports in the big picture. Um, some of the <clears throat> some of the implications of new speed up rules in college baseball that they dealt with last year and are now going to deal with again this year. You know, pitch clock, things like that. Those are all part of the college game now as well. Um, so, you know, just listen up for that in a little bit, something a little bit different. I don't think I've had a gopher baseball player on this show, and now I've had four, but the, it'll, be a, it'll be a really good uh, really good listen for you guys. So stick around for that in a little bit. Got some twins thoughts here in a little bit. Really big win over Cleveland last night. First, though, what did I miss? I don't think I've talked much <clears throat> at all about the recent carriage dispute between Disney-owned channels, which you know, for sports fans, that primarily means ESPN and those ESPN channels, and uh, and Charter Spectrum uh, Cable Company, started last Thursday, and I wrote about it on Friday, but I didn't mention it on Friday's podcast. So we have, probably haven't talked about it on the show. We've talked plenty about the ongoing kind of changes in sports on TV, and this feels like a big one. This feels like one where <clears throat> it's not your typical carriage dispute. It's not your typical. Hey, we want a little bit more money. Hey, we're going to get to this artificial deadline and then something's going to happen and you're not going to miss anything. The consumer's never going to be the wiser. No, they, uh, ESPN channels disappeared off of Charter Spectrum Cable last Thursday, right in the middle of a college football game, right in the middle of a big U.S. Open tennis match. And they have not returned yet for the almost 15 million Charter Spectrum Cable customers. That is a lot of of customers nationwide. Now, in Minnesota, it's not the dominant cable company from what I understand. Um, you know, Comcast is kind of the Comcast Infinity is kind of the big one. Xfinity is kind of the big one in the in this uh, in this market, especially in the in the Twin Cities metro area. But I think you know some of the some of the bigger you know not a non metro. Uh, 
cities like Rochester, like Mankato, some of the suburbs here. We have uh, we have Charter and, and Spectrum in some of those places here. So certainly impacting Minnesotans as well. But it, it hits hard in a lot of these bigger cities like New York, like L.A. And it's not your typical dispute because both sides seem to be really digging in. Customers don't have the channel back, and it might not ever come back. Now, the most like the most likely thing still is that <clears throat> they will come to their senses that they're whatever line in the sand both of them are drawing right now will get you know, someone will walk over it and say, "Okay, we got to come to a got to come to an agreement where both of us are too big right now. We can't do this yet." But what's happening is both both sides basically seem to be saying. We can't go on with the model we have right now. ESPN saying we need more money and Charter Spectrum saying we can't keep paying you more money. I know that the rights fees you're paying for these leagues, for these teams keeps going up. We can't keep passing that on to our customers. So what they're saying is basically, I don't know if we're going to be in the video business anymore. That's what Charter Spectrum is saying, which is a complete departure from we don't know if we want to pay a dollar more a month or whatever it is that these rights fees tend to go up every time there's a new contract. That is a big difference, and that is what they're saying. That was part of a conference call, the kind of, you know, an impromptu conference call on Friday. So I don't know what's going to happen in this case. What I do know is this is not a typical dispute. Now, one of the really wild things <clears throat> that's happening in all this is both sides are now di- trying to divert customers to different you know, non-cable streaming platforms. Can you imagine, like, Charter TV is putting, from what I understand, they're, they're putting or planning to put a QR code on the screen um, on different channels or, or on different, you know, on different mechanisms when you go to what used to be the ESPN channels giving you showing you how to subscribe instead to Fubo TV or YouTube TV. Can you um, like, they're trying to send you to a competitor essentially because they're trying to protect their broadband business. They're trying to keep selling you internet, the internet you need to have these streaming platforms. Can you imagine that? I mean, ESPN is trying to do the same thing, trying to send people to Hulu uh, slash you know Hulu's uh, Hulu's package, which is tied in in some ways to uh, to, to ESPN. They got that whole. ESPN bundle. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around a cable company telling you to go somewhere else to get the same channels that they used to offer you. I'm also trying to wrap my head around the idea of someone who is stuck with cable into 2023 scanning a QR code and signing up for something called Fubo TV. I just, I can't. I, I just don't see that happening very often. I think these I think there's a little bit of a disconnect from reality that's happening here if that's what they expect to happen with their customer base. That's just me though. Maybe maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm not giving people enough credit. Maybe I'm not thinking enough about how frustrated people are, but I can't see a lot of new signups out of this just because if you stuck this long with cable, are you really going to jump right now into something that seems so strange, so foreign, even though when you get these things set up, you know, we've had Hulu for a long time. We had Sling before that. They're not that much different. They're not that much they're not complicated. That much more not much more different than your typical cable or satellite. It's just a different way of getting it. Final thing that I thought was interesting, the Financial Times reporting that tennis players <clears throat> at the US Open right now, which is in New York, one of the huge markets for uh, Charter and Spectrum. They are being given Disney logins by by ESPN because they can't watch the matches that are before theirs. They're trying to watch on TV. They can't watch because they're in areas that are blacked out. Totally wild, totally happening at a time right now where it is you know, impacting sports fans. The big, big, big test, the big, big, big thing looming in the foreground is September 11th. That's only, what, five days away. 
Jets against the Bills on Monday Night Football, which of course is an ESPN property right now. That's in a market, <clears throat> Buffalo and um, New York City, both of those are charter spectrum markets. If that game is blacked out, if people don't have access to those games, um, or you know, especially nationwide, but spe- specifically in those markets, that will be a real test. Now, I'm not sure if those will be broadcast locally, if they still have access to those, because anytime the Vikings are on one of those uh, one of those. Uh, you know, primetime games. I think it's simulcast on one of the networks. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but if it's ABC, they won't be able to get anyway because those are blacked out as well. So anyway, that's a big test coming up. If people nationwide are missing Monday night football in five days, you will hear an escalation of this. But until then, both sides are escalating this in a certain way. And as usual, the people who are suffering are the people who get the cable bundles. And I think, you know, final point on this, I think at some point we're going to miss the bundle. Maybe you miss it already. Maybe you've kind of gotten used to, I go here for this, I go here for that, I go over there to get that team that I like. At a certain point, it's going to start feeling like we're getting nickeled and dimed, that it's too complicated to go this, go get this, too complicated to go get that. I'm starting to feel it a little bit already. I'm worried a little bit about the future where what if the Twins are on one platform? What if the Wild and Wolves are on a different platform? What if I have to have still have to have some sort of you know streaming platform to get the NFL. I don't really want to go five different places to get things. I already have like four movie streaming services because you know I like it, our kids like it. Um, I, I'm getting a little bit tired of it. I know it's privileged to be able to do all these things, to have access to all these things. I'm just a little bit wistful for a time when it was a little bit easier to watch what I wanted to watch, even if the choices were a little bit more limited. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. All right, everybody, welcome back out to the Star Tribune stage. I'm Michael Rand from the Star Tribune. I got four members of the Gophers baseball team out here with me. Gentlemen, maybe introduce yourselves, please. Thank you for having us. My name is Weber Niels. I'll be a sophomore this year. Um, I'm a catcher and an infielder. Uh, Sam Hunt, Minneapolis, um, junior catcher. Uh, Ike Mazinga, Shoreview, Minnesota. I'll be a senior shortstop. Connor Wickeriff from Prior Lake. I'm a junior pitcher all right well thanks you guys thanks for coming out thanks to everybody for joining us last day of the fair make it count right go get to go get your star tribune uh t-shirt they're all 15 dollars right now on discount where everything must go we don't want to carry them all back to the star tribune so please go buy a star tribune t-shirt and listen to all these that these guys have to to say i'm really really happy that you guys were able to to join us out here today i'm just going to ask you guys all a bunch of questions as many of you that want to answer them is, is fine with me. Kind of pass the mic around and, and you know talk to all these good folks out here. Thanks to everybody out here for joining us, too. Um, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is just, like, season outlook-wise, this is, you know, you guys are more of a spring sport, but, like, things really get going right now for you guys. The training, all the scrimmaging that happens before the season starts. What's 
kind of what does the fall look like for everybody, and then what's the outlook for the season ahead? Because you know, I know there's a little bit of a struggle last year, but I have to imagine sometimes that gives way to, to bigger and better things. Sure, sure. Uh, well, thank you again for having us, and thank you for all the listeners. Um, tomorrow is actually the first day we we get going and and start with all our compliance meetings and and get everything under our belt before we start uh, with our practice schedule and all the scrimmages and whatnot. So I, I'll let some of the other guys touch on it, but we're, I know we're all looking forward to this, this new season and, and having a better season than last year. So, Yeah, you know, I mean, we're returning a bunch of our, pretty much all of our returning, um, like, infield, outfield catchers. Like, we have a lot of position players returning this year, almost the entire roster. Um, and, you know, we picked up a bunch of pitchers in the portal, which, is, which will be good, good additions. Um, but, I mean, pretty much what a fall looks like, we'll have – Monday scrimmages, um, just kind of inner squads. Um, Tuesday, uh, Thursday or more, just like defensive practice days. Uh, and then we'll inner squad again on Wednesday and Fridays. So we'll be playing a lot. I mean, it'll be good to get we're, – we are not playing any outside competition uh, in the fall, but it'll be good to get competitive with the guys and get everybody back. Yeah, um, since you kind of talked about athletics, uh, so since our first days tomorrow – School starts tomorrow also for us. Yeah. So uh, uh, we don't just play baseball. We have to go to class, too. Um, but, yeah, so that all starts up tomorrow, too. Kind of uh, getting the new guys comfortable with where the buildings are, what classes they have, what time they need to be at practice, and all that. So um, that's kind of, a, kind of getting them used to that, too, is, is pretty important for the new guys to feel comfortable right away. Yeah, kind of adding on what Ike said about the new guys, getting the new guys in the fall, not playing any outside competition, I think, will be really good to keep it way more controlled for the beginning to have them get adjusted and then feel comfortable to be ready to go in the spring. What do you guys think? You referenced the transfer portal. What do you guys think of just some of the changes in college athletics in general and specifically like, you know, how, how much you ta- your team can change, not just from recruiting, but from, from adding players from, from you know, other schools right away? Yeah, for sure. I think transfer portal is kind of changing the game, the college game today. It's kind of making it more like the pros almost with trades and stuff. But I think it can you can turn a team around in one year with the portal. Yeah, I mean, you got three guys up here that are technically transfers, me and Connor from uh, junior college and then Hunt from Vanderbilt. So okay. we got a lot of transfers, a lot of guys coming in, but most of them are from Minnesota, the state. So, I mean, they're trying to come back home and play for their home home college so uh we got a lot of guys that are really passionate about wearing the m and uh looking forward to the year yeah you know i mean obviously like being in the transfer portal myself yeah. uh it's it's a wild place it's i mean it's honestly so new what makes it wild what's what was it like for you i mean for me honestly i had to make a decision based on like where i wanted to go play and where like it was important to me so i i, I made the decision based on who i trusted the coaching staff that i could trust um, and I felt like that was back home. Obviously, I have home ties here. I'm from Minneapolis. So being able to wear the M is, is really important to me. Um, but, I mean, we saw – I was in it really the first year where it kind of got crazy. This past year, I mean, it's almost like free agency. Connor touched on it. Like, you have guys in the portal getting paid a fair amount of money um, to go to school. I mean, we're talking about college. Yeah. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it's, it's not – I mean, we saw – yeah, absolutely a business. Um, I mean, at Wichita State this past year, pretty much their entire roster went in the portal. That's 35 guys. Wow. Like, so Connor was touching on whole new teams. Like, they are truly building whole new teams in one year. Are you guys getting any of that sweet name, image, and likeness money? 
<laughs> for schools like Minnesota, a lot of that goes to the big, te- uh, like the big, big football team, right. and so we try and scrap what we can. But you know, <laughs> it depends on what what's left over. So, and just for everybody who's just joining us, I'm out here. I'm Michael Ranaway with four members of the Gopher baseball team. Practice for them starts tomorrow. Class starts tomorrow. So a lot of uh, appreciating their time being out here in the in the heat not too bad yet but uh, it's it's gonna get there so we're in the shade we're in the shade i i feel it feels good right now i just i'm I'm anticipating what it's gonna be like later so i'm glad to be uh glad to be right here right now um i was was talking to you guys before we started before we started on stage here um your 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 season itself is kind of interesting because you won't have access to U.S. Bank Stadium this year. You kind of split your time a lot of years between that and then Seabird Field, the new Seabird Field on campus, which is an outdoor stadium only. And you could use Seabird a lot in the fall, obviously, before before the snow flies and things like that for your scrimmages and practices. But um, what's that going to be like? You'll be on the road for, like you said, maybe six, the first six or seven weeks of the actual season this year. Right, right. Well, we're so lucky to have John Anderson as our head coach and all the relationships that he's built you know, with the Vikings and, and all other um, big corporations. Uh, so having U.S. Bank as our home field for the majority of the first part of the season, it's like right down the road. So we get to have the whole locker room and, and play in a freaking football stadium. So, I mean, having the relationships that John has, it's kind of benefits us as players, and we kind of can just go out and play and be lucky enough to experience it, experience playing in, in big big stadiums like that so it'll be different now that we don't have that this year we'll be on the road a lot so they're redoing the turf is that what you guys said yeah turf or concussion pad or something like that so we're on it's we won't we won't get to use that but we'll be on the road so yeah i mean we'll be i mean honestly i'm kind of looking forward to it i mean we get to start off right in arizona fly pretty much straight from uh arizona back to school then go to florida and then we'll be in California. So and that's in February. I mean, that's March. not that's too bad. Not a I bad mean, place to be. It's in. not too bad. We'll get some warm weather. Ball flies out there. So um, definitely looking forward to it. And it's just good to, it'll be good, honestly. I think it'll bring us a lot closer. Um, I mean, traveling with the guys is always really fun. Um, obviously, with schoolwork, you got to stay on top of it. But, I mean, in general, I mean, we're going to play some good teams. Uh, we'll play an exhibition game against the Twins in Florida uh, during their spring training. So that'll be fun play Oregon State and uh, down in Arizona and then we head out to California to play San Francisco and we'll actually wrap that series up uh, at the Giant Stadium so oh, cool that'll be sweet that's one of my favorite stadiums yeah it's so awesome. cool yeah I think um, looking at the other side of traveling just um, being on top of all your stuff being gone so much you have class that you might miss you have your sleep schedule gets all over the place you got plane rides at 12 a.m. and you got to get to class the next morning and you're coming back at two and yeah. it's, it gets, it gets a bit brutal, but then you get into the second half of the season and you're like, wow, this is, this is pretty easy. Um, so kind of starting on the road that long, it, it helps you kind of figure out what's the most important part and your sleep, your school and baseball is, is going to be the best thing for you. And being able to figure those things out, it makes it a lot easier going into the, into later of the season. Uh, you guys referenced going out to California to play, this time next year, you know, with the 2024 season, 25 season, uh, that could be a conference game <laughs> against some of the teams out there that are joining the Big Ten. What do you think of just, I'm sure a lot of you guys are sports fans in general, what do you think of the conference realignment, everything that's kind of coming down with UCLA and USC going to join the Big Ten a year from now? I mean, it's, 
It's not the Big Ten I remember, but it's it's kind of it's kind of fun in a way. What, what do you guys think of just the, the shakeup in college sports? Yeah, kind of like you mentioned, I think it's fun in a way. You get to go see some cool places that you normally wouldn't be able to go to and play some really good teams. They're coming out of the Pac-12, so it's a really good conference. And coming to join the Big Ten, it'll be fun to fun to play them. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a blast. Um, we go to California twice this year, so it's it almost seems like they're preparing you for what the future has to hold as far as having to go there twice a year or them coming here. So um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see see what happens with that. Yeah, I know. In general, just talking to most of the guys and just guys around everywhere, it's it's awesome. I mean, you can't really complain about the better competition. Right. It's really going to go from Power 5 schools to the Power 4 conference. I mean, especially with Stanford. Poor Pac-12. Right, right. I mean, exactly. Poor Pac-12. Not it's, a lot of teams it's disappearing. left over there. No, no it's disappearing. Um, no, but it'll be fun. I mean, obviously, like I said, we're going out to California um, this year, but I really don't see a downside from from the competition aspect of it all. So, I mean, and we're we're ready for the competition. I was asking you guys before, again, before we started up here on stage, um, the big deal has been made about pitch clock, you know, the pace of play in Major League Baseball. This is the first year that they instituted a lot of rules in Major League Baseball to make things go faster. You guys, uh, members of the Gopher baseball team in, in college baseball, that was also a new thing for you guys this past season. Pitch clock, pace of play, batter, you only get, I think, 10 seconds in the college game, you're saying, to be ready, and the pitcher gets 20. You guys, we got one pitcher and three hitters up here. What do you guys think of those rules as you have gone through a full season of it now? Well, we're all adjusting to new rules each and every year, but, you know, that was kind of a big milestone for baseball in, in, in business the business side of sports to speed it up a little bit but for the actual players it it kind of um it was a challenge you know you're getting struck out when you're not even seeing a pitch you're getting struck out on the clock did that happen to you that ha that happened to really sam, sam over here how'd that feel like I, what happened <laughs> so obviously like so kind of going back to it like before the season started when we heard about these new rules that were going to come in um i could pretty much say that everybody was uh disappointed um, it's definitely hard, and it, it was a huge change. So we spent a lot of time working on it. Like, obviously, it was implemented at the big league level as well. Um, but so for me, um, we were playing Ole Miss at the bank. Um, it was like I think it was a three-two count. Guy on second base, pitcher hasn't pitcher's off the rubber. I'm out of the box because the pitcher's obviously not on the yeah. rubber. He steps back on the runner. I step in the box. Strike three. That's it. So it kind of actually kind of went silly. viral. Yeah. It went viral. Okay. Um, but I mean, obviously, brutal, brutal call. Bat gets taken right out of my hands. So would you rather go viral for something different <laughs> or something better? It wasn't. It was honestly was not a bad thing. Okay. But I mean, it was it was okay to be honest with you. But I mean, from a major league standpoint, I mean, you obviously see the games going a lot faster yeah. just from talking to people. Like it's a lot more enjoyable for them. Obviously, if you don't know that much about the game, it can be hard to sit through a four-hour game even at the college level it does speed things up um but I, I in general i do think it's good for the game go ahead yeah i think um like sam said in the fall when we heard about the rules john kind of sat us down and it's john anderson head coach. john anderson yep he's been there he's long been time. there a long time. long time he knows he knows the game how how it used to be and how he, it's growing and he was there when i was a student like 25 years ago and he's predates that for a while even. yeah yeah he's he so he sat us down and he's like this isn't this isn't the game I I know it to be and uh, it's it's growing and they want 
everyone to enjoy it and this is how everyone's going to enjoy it is have it be quicker and have it be a higher pace so he was just kind of like we're going to roll with the punches and everyone has to figure it out so everyone's in the same boat um but adjusting to that was definitely definitely some growing pains and uh hopefully this year will be a lot smoother for everybody were you guys like batting glove guys were you like stepping out of the box and like doing the 20-second routine that you had to change and stuff like that? Yeah, they definitely had to get rid of that. Um, I think. <laughs> and you're a pitcher, right? Yeah, I'm a yeah. pitcher, so I think there's yeah, there's yeah. definitely two sides to the to the pitch clock. Hitters, I couldn't imagine like getting a 98-mile-an-hour fastball by your face and having to be back into the box in eight seconds. Um, but a pitcher, you throw the pitch, and you miss your spot, and you're like, oh, oh like I'm going to go get this next pitch. And he, little do you know, he's frightened that he just – got 98 by the face so i think i think that's where it favors the pitchers for sure are you throwing 98 no not me <laughs> other people though <laughs> not me a, not me a theoretical no, no, no. pitcher who's yeah, theoretically the, throwing theoretical 98. theoretical system what's yeah. what do you top out what's your what's your repertoire uh like 92 94 oh, that's that's fa- okay you should go to 98 they got the over oh, on the midway they've got the test your pitch speed game you guys should go check it out like you guys are you guys, you're equipped to win that better than anybody else. I wouldn't want to, like, don't, like, throw your arm out or anything. Like, warm up first. But, like, are you righty or lefty? I'm a lefty. Lefty, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, I, I think it's, it takes, like anything, it's an adjustment period. But I hope it's smoother for you guys um, this year. A couple more things here for, uh, for you guys. Gophers, uh, Gopher baseball team, uh, for everybody who just joined us. Um, thanks, thanks, everybody, for coming out. If anybody has a question for these guys, too, please come on up. Yeah, come on up. Rand Ball. Yes. On, not on the radio, but live. Yes. I teach in the College of Education Human Development. Yeah. I've had Ike and Connor okay. in my classes. Okay. These guys are not, I, I can't speak to you guys, but I'm guessing <laughs> you're the same. These guys are not only great athletes, they are very good students. Oh, that's good to know. What is your favorite part of being BME majors? Just to these two guys. Thanks, Randy. Okay, yeah. Oh, boy, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, I chose BME because it opens a lot of doors. Um, there's what, a is lot BM, of, what is BME? Business and Marketing Got Education. It. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so it opens a lot of doors, um, gives you a lot of opportunities. A business degree at the University of Minnesota means a lot. Um, that's also another reason why I chose that school. It's it's a great. It's not only a great baseball program, but it's also a great school because um, you got to think of you got to think of things outside of the sport for sure. But yeah, it opens a lot of doors. Um, it's it's a something. It's a school that has great history and uh, yeah, it's just. That's kind of why I chose it. Kind of just saying the exact same Mike said. Uh, for me personally, I don't really exactly know what I want to do after baseball. I just know I want to do something in the marketing world. So business marketing kind of opens up all the doors that I need and kind of leaves it open to decide what I want to do in the future. If anybody else has a question, please jump up here. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a couple more. And then, like I said, if anybody else has a question for the Gopher baseball team, jump on in here for the next you know, five minutes or so. Um, you guys referenced John Anderson. We talked about he, he's been here for a, a long time. What is it like playing for a coach like that who has such a wealth of experience and also somebody who, you know, he's not going to be doing it forever. This, you know, he hasn't said anything, but at some point it will be his last year, and I imagine you guys want to win win for him, for win for yourselves, things like that. But how, how would you describe uh, John Anderson as a coach? Do people still call him 14? Yeah. People do still call him 14. So, I mean – Obviously, the legacy he's built at the University of Minnesota is unbelievable. I mean, to have to have that many successful seasons. Obviously, he's gone up. He's gone through the ups. He's gone through the downs. Like, but to be that successful over that amount of time is incredible. I mean, the consistency he has from a daily basis. Um, but he's also probably one of the nicest 
guys Super you'll nice. ever meet. Yeah. One of the nicest. You can go to him about anything. And that's the nice part about having a coach like that. Like, no matter what you're going through, you can go to him, talk to him. Like, he's got your back. And just, like, to that much experience, like, he's seen it all. Like, he knows it all. Like, so you can really go to him about anything. And, obviously, the knowledge he has about the game is vast. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're looking to, I mean, obviously a couple down years, um, the last few. But, I mean, I can think I can speak to everybody. We're pretty excited about this team. Uh, good group together. Um, and we want to win. That's the biggest thing. So we're looking to, we're looking to send them off with a victory. Like Hunt was saying, um, 14 is more of a, a player's coach than he is an actual coach. He cares about your development as a man more than just being a baseball player. His motto is, I create men before I create baseball players, and I okay. think he, yeah. he, he stands true to that. Final couple more. If anybody else has a question here, jump on in, but a uh, couple, couple more things. If it, if it is going to be a successful season for you guys, I don't know, A, what would define that, and B, what will be the keys to a successful year? Yeah, I think... I think we found out last year being a super young team that experience is the best thing for you. Uh, we played a lot of experienced Big Ten teams in our schedule, and um, we found out that talent can't get, you, can't get you all the way. We had a lot of talent last year, a lot of young talent, but guys that had never played an inning in the, a Big Ten uh, game before, and you had guys on other teams that might not have been as talented, but they know what to expect. They know what they're doing going into the box, going on the – on the mound so going into this year the experience is everything having guys that have played a big 10 game before have played a division one game before and have that confidence going into it like this isn't my first time i know what i'm doing yeah. i think that's going to be everything what are those eye openers that you're like why well, didn't i didn't expect that or i this is this this was this defines that like jump to this level i think the biggest jump is like the importance of every pitch okay For, as a pitcher especially like if you doze off for one pitch, like you're gonna be paying for it for a while, and like that could cost you the game. Like just losing focus for one pitch. Where back in junior college, where Ike and I came from, or even high school, like you could doze off for a couple pitches and no, nothing would happen. But you doze off for one pitch in the Big Ten or at any of these other conferences that we're playing, and the hitters are way too good, and they'll they'll punish you. If anybody else has a question, otherwise, final thing for you guys. Everybody, I want everybody to talk. What else are you looking forward to out here at the fair today? You guys going to do anything else? Yeah, I mean, we started off the day here um, at, like, the Waffle Stick Bar. Okay. Um, so that was, that, was, that was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, just to kind of continue that, um, it pretty much starts from day one for yeah. us. I mean, it, it's going to be an awesome time. Obviously, like, getting to see these guys again, like, everybody goes out, plays summer ball or – even the, like the guys that stayed here and lifted, like it's just good to get everybody back on campus. But I mean, it starts from day one. Um, us returners, I mean, the fact that we're returning pretty much almost all of our uh, position yeah. player starters is huge. Obviously, like the experience thing, like you get better by playing. So yeah. I mean, that's where you learn, that's where you grow, like that's where it all happens. But this group is driven. I know that for a fact. Um, saw it this summer with the lift guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. So you can't be taking days off, slacking at practice. It can't happen. Like, that's where, it all, that's where it all starts. That's where it all begins. But, I mean, obviously today, looking forward to an awesome day at the fair. I mean, it's going to be a hot one. But yes. 
Um, beautiful day to be out here. So thank you guys again for having us. Yeah. Thanks, everybody who stopped by. Thanks for the question. Thanks to you guys for, for joining us. Best of luck to the Gopher baseball team this year. It's a long ramp up, a few, like four or five months until your first game. But you guys will be scrimmaging and, and practicing and doing everything you can to get ready. And uh, so good luck and uh, good to meet, meet all you guys and uh, take care. All right. Thank you for having us. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with uh, the Gophers baseball team. Thanks again to them uh, so much for coming out to the fair on Monday, um, sweating it out with me. Although it wasn't too bad, it was kind of it was it was the morning time. I think it was 10 a.m. when they were on the Star Tribune stage with me. It got hot that day, last day of the fair. It was plenty hot those last three, four, five days. But uh, they came out, did a great job, um, answered a lot of a uh, lot of fun questions, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun times out there. And you know, for for their sake, I hope I hope this is a bounce back year because this is a program that has had a lot of history, a lot of tradition. I mean, they were in a super regional just four or five years ago. They been to the college world series in their past like this is a program with a lot of history and a lot of uh kind of a lot of um you know nostalgia behind it at a certain point so maybe they can have that bounce back season that they've been looking for lately speaking of baseball let's finish with the cooler twins beat cleveland 8-3 a huge five run eighth inning um not saying the division race is over now, but taking those first two in Cleveland got that lead up to seven now. I'd say the Twins have passed whatever, whatever. If we thought this was a gauntlet, if we thought this stretch of Cleveland, Texas was a gauntlet, they have passed that gauntlet with flying colors. There is no doubt about it. They have succeeded no matter what happens in today's finale. They are in great shape going down the stretch. They've got a lot of you know, winnable games in their last 20 some against some, you know, some opponents that aren't that great. <clears throat> and, you know, really, I thought one, one, interesting, th- one interesting thing about, uh, about Tuesday's game, I thought, was that they let Emilio Pagan finish it. Uh, the Twins did. A guy who was symbolic of last year's failures, of last year's, you know, all those blow ups against Cleveland that really caused that, uh, caused the, that, comfortable that once comfortable division lead they had to erode and go away and eventually evaporate he finishes off tuesday's game a little bit of symbolism there Um, big hits up and down the lineup this is a team that really feels like it's peaking kind of at the right time right now i don't think they played their best baseball for the first four months of the year but they really turned it on in august and they've turned it on here still in september i think royce lewis has been just a, an incredible shot in the arm for them. I wrote about him on Tuesday and how he's just he make he's making it hard to be cynical about this team. You can say what you want about bad division. This couldn't hit early in the year. Um, <clears throat> you know what's you know eighteen game playoff losing streak. A lot of that's fading at least a little bit. I mean the eighteen game thing's still going to be there until they win a playoff game. They're going to have a good crack at it this year. I think almost certainly going to win the division and now. Feeling like you know a home playoff series, they get all all of the games, all three of the games, or you know best of three, all of them will be at Target Field against the last wild card. If you can't win one of those first two, at least that that really tells me that something is fundamentally wrong here. So I feel like this is as good a chance as they've had in a while to break that streak, to to get themselves a playoff win, maybe a playoff series win, get into that next round, and then hey, you know what? Anything can happen. I feel like that's how they're playing right now, where they're kind of kind of rolling right now, and uh, and they've got to feel pretty good about themselves. And we'll see what happens in the finale of that series today. That'll do it for me today. Should have some interesting, fun stuff coming up the rest of the week. Jeff Day will join me on Thursday and Friday show. 
little bit of a very special Vikings season preview. Only in only the way we know how to do it. We're gonna count down the ten, um, kind of the ten best moments in Vikings history and the ten worst moments in Vikings history. I think we will start with the best, go to the worst, getting ready for Sunday's game, all sorts of stuff. And I should mention too, um, new access Vikings podcast should drop today. I'll be out at uh, out in Egan with Andrew Kramer and Ben Gessling today, so we'll have a new one of those and uh, kind of a new publishing schedule for those. I think we're going to do three of those a week now during the season to keep all of you football fans uh, in uh, in the know on all things Vikings. So listen for that later. Until then, I'm Michael Rand. Back at it again tomorrow.